Hey, this is Chuck, and you are listening to Fans with Bands, the podcast where we talk to the fans and the bands they dig about life, music, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Today on Fans with Bands, we're talking to Black Note Graffiti. Check it out. There we go. Hey, this is Chuck with Fans with Bands, and I'm talking to Ricardo, Chris, and Gabrielle from Black Note Graffiti. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. Awesome. Yeah, I love life. <laughs> That's, That's not, fantastic. not too happy about it. Love life. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're great. We're great. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so I think, well, actually, I know it was about, uh, I'd say, six years ago because I was putting together a um, this art exhibit for poster art at uh, the Ann Arbor Art Center. And I remember seeing these flyers for a band called Black Note Graffiti. And I thought, wow, that's a really cool name for a band. And, you know, I, I kept seeing those, but then I was like, you know, I need to check out that band. And it was, it took forever, obviously like six years. Um, but last year I checked you guys out at Burnfest, which was a super cool festival because it had just like a great mix of all these different uh, genres of music, which I thought was fantastic. But anyway, finally got to see you guys and I was like, holy shit, you guys are awesome. And I need to get you on the show. And so that's finally happened. So I feel super pumped that you guys are here. So thanks again. Yeah, super pumped to be here. Awesome. So let's uh, kind of roll back into like, how did Black Note Graffiti come to be? That's a Chris question, right? (laughs) (laughs) The ringleader. Yeah, Yeah. I guess started. Um, Well, me and um, my my brother Kurt are started when we were very young and he's the drummer. I play it. And that wasn't part of the original story. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the bass player, Adam, we, we, we grew up together actually playing in bliss. Oh, cool. And so we played the Toledo scene when we were teenagers and uh and then we ended up going to school in uh up in ann arbor and ypsilanti and um and then later on we met ricardo through a friend of a friend and we did a couple records and then we met gabby and did a record so that's kind of the gist of it. Nice. Make it sound so glorious. I know. It's like, there's a lot of Ricardo. No, it was all <laughs> yes, because basically we have this great rhythm section because I, one time we were playing the show and they're like, I think it was like a contest or something. And we're like, yeah, me and, me and the drummer are brothers. And they're like, hey, you guys are, are cheating since your brothers. <laughs> never thought of that but it is kind of cheating so the uh, so we're kind of the rhythm section me and kurt and adam the bass player and then uh these guys came at rick came in and the gabby came in and kind of put this whole nother aspect on the whole thing so we got like this this tight rock rhythm section and then bringing in keys and harmony vocals and another guitar player with uh you know, totally different melodies with guitar. It just took it to another level. Nice. Pretty and so, cool. so the, um, how many albums do you guys have? I, I thought I saw the volume one, volume two, volume three. And are those yeah. all with Gabby or no? No, just the last one. Just three. We're, okay. We're working on the next right now. Excellent. Excellent. I was going to, that was going to be a question. So Chris, hold on to that thought. So, <laughs> so, um, you know, once you arrived at the, 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 the current aspect of black note graffiti, um, what was the, um, what was that, those first, those first practices like, and I'm kind of thinking of, uh, Gabby and Ricardo, what, what was it like for you guys to, to jump into this band? It had been established and you're adding your elements to it. Yeah, if I don't, if I could start here. Um, so yeah, when I first joined Black Note, um, they're real blues rocky, and I'm like coming from like kind of a punk scene, kind of like instrumental scene, and so I brought in and it changed the dynamics definitely, as it naturally does. Um, 
And so, yeah, we recorded those first two albums, but like throughout the whole time, I was doing, you know, my own uh, background vocals. And um, I'm more of a screamer than a singer. I can admit that about myself. I know this. <laughs> and so, like, I, I knew I'd get pretty good, but like, there was something missing. And so, luckily, when um, Chris brought in Gabby, the first practice, I remember being like, okay, what's this about? What's this about? And then um, she added, she had been listening to a record and just like, studied it and added her own vocal lines to it and it just like completely changed the sound and it was just like more realized version of what i had in my head uh -huh. um but being able to be produced and so gabby really raised the bar once again and i'm like immediately like well i'm i'm gonna be replaced i'm not <laughs> but luckily they cut me around luckily they <laughs> cut me around but it, because uh yeah but for the most part like i felt like we we're just keep adding to the to the puzzle adding to the stew and Gabby was finally that last ingredient. I think that just really pushed us into that next echelon of like what we could be as a band. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah. Gabby, what was it like for you to, to, uh, I, I guess, how did you, how did you come into the band? It sounds like Chris pulled you in, but how, how did that yeah. happen? So I uh, was like, I, I think I was in one band before black. No, it was just my first band ever. And I had like this band mix account. I don't know if you ever heard of band mix, but it's like people, you're a musician, you have a little profile, you put like, oh, I'm interested in this genre, blah, blah, yep. blah. So Chris was on band mix and he found me on there. And I like get this message from Chris, like saying like, hey, like I got this band, blah, blah, blah. Here's our stuff. And I'm like, oh, cool. And so basically joining this band was pretty much hitting the ground running because what was it like the next week or week or two, we went to Canada and did a photo shoot like immediately. <laughs> And it's so funny because my parents, because I, I was, I don't know, like 19 or 18. So my, I, I was like, hey, mom, I'm going to Canada and doing a photo shoot in Ohio with like the, these guys that I just met online. Mom was like, <laughs> absolutely not. Like that is that's crazy. My dad, my dad was like, oh, okay. Looking up, like, oh, this sounds great. Yeah, have fun. And I'm like, wow. So it was, it, it, it was like a lot all at once, but it was so cool. And I remember, um, like the first rehearsals, um, you guys had printed out the lyrics for me and I was just like reading them and stuff, like trying to figure out harmonies. And yeah, it's just really cool. Like it happened so fast, but it felt so right. So awesome. yeah. Very really cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> so if if someone came up, you know, and didn't know anything about you, just heard your name, you know, saw the name or whatever, and was like, tell me about Black Note Graffiti. How would you describe your music to them? Ricardo. <laughs> but you you have the best explanation <laughs> please every time it's something awesome <laughs> i'm the improver of the group so. yes. <laughs> no i think you know we have like melodic vocals smashed together with incendiary guitars and just trying to while all that is going on just trying to keep a danceable beat uh, so we keep you intrigued both, you know, during the song and maybe afterwards, if you start to meditate on the lyrics a little bit. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. The cool thing about our, our band is like R Ricardo does the majority of like the writing when it comes to like, well, a lot of the music, but also like majority of the lyrics and like Ricardo is just like a great lyricist. So with this band, it's not about, oh, it just sounds cool. Like the meanings of the songs are like so deep. That's what pulls me in because as a singer, it's like you got to feel it. Yeah. So, that's like my favorite part, obviously, kind of biased, but <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Well, that's a good lead in uh, to my next question. And it was about um, the songwriting, um, because uh, I think, you know, when you're describing the music, there's there's a metal element uh, that I want to say, um, but there's also like lots of nuanced melodies and layering of harmony in, in, in all the songs. Um, like you were saying, Ricardo, you know, extremely listenable, but not, um, you know, not for anybody that if you love pop stuff, then that's great. But, uh, you know, but it's not pop. Uh, it's still got like um, what I like in music, which is a little bit of an edge and that kind of drive. And so I'm curious, like, um, what is the songwriting process like? So it sounds like Ricardo, like you may be a, a one of the primary drivers, but um, is it a, a band consensus or is it more um, somebody comes up with an idea, uh, maybe a fully fledged song runs with it? Uh, how does that work for you guys? 
Yeah, um, it's really evolved over the years. At first, it used to be me, you know, at home, like fleshing out of the parts and then like having an idea to try and share with everybody to give them an idea of what I had. Um, but, you know, Chris also is an accomplished songwriter. So he comes in with his ideas. Um, and then Gabby was with, in choosing her, also an accomplished songwriter. So the way that we've approached it recently, especially with this upcoming album, is that we'll all have an idea, like a germ of the idea, and bring it. And then we all just kind of flesh it out as a band. And so, you know, for the most part, obviously, we want to have a complete song so that we're not fleshing out each part just because that can too many cooks can really overcook the steak. And so for us, it was about finding that balance of like, okay, this is most of a song that I have. Like, and it's, it's hard when you have, you know, when you're growing up, like as the primary songwriter to like, let go of that baby yeah. to the world, <laughs> especially to you and your bandmates who you trust, right. uh, because then it changes completely. But, you know, we have enough trust in each other to just, come with these ideas now and um i think it's like especially in this new album we're all like contributing and it, it feels really great that we're this is more of a collaboration i think than any of our other albums and that you know gabby will come with a like a part on the keys and then you know we'll figure it out on the guitars and then maybe take you know i'll figure out a certain part and then just kind of fuck with that a little bit mm -hmm. and just make it like you said you know we want that groove that is in heavy music especially metal and things like that where it's groovy but it's not necessarily poppy um where you could just like you know tap along or sing along with it and but also create that more complex element of like yeah you know you can hear the chugga chugga right up front but maybe you don't hear the you know three-part harmony going on in the background or you know some allusion to some literary reference in the lyrics right very cool so speaking of the new album uh what's the what's the time frame where are you guys at with that and so two-part question where are you at with it and then um stylistically do you feel like um where is it diverting from uh the last release the volume three who wants to take that one for real <laughs> say something <laughs> <laughs> well, we're trying we're writing a full length record awesome. we do we do prefer to do full lengths at, um, and we're actually working on releasing a live record before that though. Oh, yeah. cool. So yeah, Gabby's actually working on the video for that now for one of the songs. And we recorded that at mile of music in Appleton, Wisconsin last year, but that's another story. <laughs> To answer your question, yeah, we're 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 doing a full length and we're writing it right now. So we took kind of the first quarter of this year kind of off to make sure that we had enough material and because it's hard to play live and write because you're on the road, then you're setting back up, trying to write, yep, tear back down on the road, you know, Chuck. Hard to do both. So we kind of made the decision going to take a break and just concentrate on writing and so i think we've got like five or six tracks and i think we want to get to at least 10 or 11 and uh yeah and then we're going to try to record those the schedule is in um september october cool awesome sounds good i have a quick question i'm sorry this is off topic but what is this e in this meme at the bottom is this only on my screen like am i no it, it's an it's an everybody i was gonna ask uh e can you hear us hello e oh there's someone there okay yeah that's another person <laughs> yeah <laughs> hello e yeah the the meme that you can't see says you still out you still going out tonight me and then it's a little person wrapped up in a bundle <laughs> Okay, yeah. Clearly, they're not going out tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, E, uh, speaking of E, are you there? And do you have any questions? Mr. E. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mr. E. Oh, <laughs> didn't realize the meme. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It was like kind of creepy when I saw it pop up. Yeah, <laughs> I know. This chat just changed. And I know. Yeah. I was like, uh. Well, so funny story. Um, I was talking to, oh man, I'm blanking out now again on it. Fernando, um, he's a singer songwriter, I think in Ipsy actually. Um, nice. and I was talking with him and this guy got on, um, and he had like, didn't have his face, but <laughs> had a, uh, 
a picture of like wrestling. And then, you know, we're talking and all of a sudden he goes, this is big, uh, big gyms, you know, some like big gym, something or other in uh, so-and-so Alabama, come to see this wrestling. And we're like, what in the hell? And so, you know, <laughs> we just kept going. Every once in a while he would inject, interject this. Um, Cause honestly, if you have the zoom link, you can get anybody can get on there. So you, you never really know. And uh, so we ended up, it, it was really funny because it turned out it, was, it really is this like, you know, uh, local wrestling thing. And he was like kind of promoting his wrestling thing. And he was, uh, you know, he even chipped down on some questions, you know, he's like, I'm not listening to that, you know, because sometimes I would ask like, what was your first album? My first album, you know, he would do that voice. It was, it was awesome. So <laughs> e, just so you know, uh, you feel free to chip in and uh, at any time. <laughs> oh, he's friends with Chris, and I'm clearly not going out. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Miss. <laughs> so, uh, you know, kind of going back to your origin stories, um, what was it that it influenced each of you to want to become musicians and play music? And let's start with uh, Gabby. Um. Well, I. I mean, I first started singing when I was in church as a kid and my mom, she sings. So I just kind of got influenced by her to just be into music. Mm -hmm. My dad also plays the piano. So both my parents are musical. So that they kind of like influenced me in that way. So I was singing in church and then um, I always would watch like shows that like had like a musical element. Like there used to be this movie called Camp Rock when I was like eight or nine years old. I thought that was so cool. Looking back on now, it's very cringy. It's really weird. (laughs) (laughs) I was like oh that's so cool camp rock like they're out there like doing air guitar stuff wow that's so cool (laughs) so so cringy but I thought it was cool I was like I'm gonna do that one day I'm gonna be in a rock band that's so cool yeah yeah when I was when I got my first car I was like cool now I gotta uh, get on a line so I can find some members to be in a band because I can drive now go where I want (laughs) kind of that's kind of how that started (laughs) awesome awesome uh Chris how about you um I guess that's a, I've got a couple answers for that. Um, I guess when I was a, when I was really young, just seeing other older, older kids in bands, I'm like, man, that's cool. But um, there was a show that I saw at, it was then called the state theater. Um, oh, yeah. the, um, I saw uh, urge overkill and I saw this band uh, overwhelming color fast open up for them which is a blast from the past but i was like that's what i want to do that's that's just it's just awesome (laughs) like just like it's like a free spirit you just get up and play music and do your thing and especially you know writing music and being able to play it and uh, no expectations and that's just it's a magical thing to me now and yeah. so keep doing it makes me happy and to do it with these guys and this band it's been amazing awesome uh ricardo how about you yeah so like i've always been a ham growing up so like center of attention's always been fun is where the limelight i was uh but no i've also been a writer uh growing up and so music was a natural sort of progression to like express myself but specifically there was one instance that really solidified it which was seeing at the drive-in play on um the late show with conan o'brien and they just came out there and just like just just destroyed it and just was like full-on energy and it felt like a live show like through my tv which just totally blew my mind and just seeing like just the unhingedness of it all um and just like after they just left the the stage just like in ruins and just like the even the conan didn't know whose handshake you know whose hand is shaking it looked lost and it was just like they totally just like went out there did their thing left their impression and just left and i was just like yeah that's what I would like one of those, please. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I, I love At The Drive-Ins. The first time I ever uh, heard their music, I was like, man, this is this is something else, right? It was, yeah. Yeah. And I finally that got to so see them. Uh, right, yeah. I, think, I think it was, right, it was before the pandemic, maybe 2019. Okay. 
I think they played, um, the hell was that? I think it was at the Fillmore, which used to be the State Theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was awesome. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. So, um, kind of, kind of along those lines, like what was the first album you ever got? And we'll start with you, Ricardo, or, CD <laughs> or I, I'm going to change this question because, um, in growing up in my day, there was this little thing called, and this is dating me called BMG, um, or Sony music house in which you get 10 CDs for a, oh, a yeah. penny. <laughs> um, but then they rope you and you end up buying a hundred dollar CD after that. So, um so yeah it was a it was a bunch of those but the first one that i it was actually not a tape it was a it was a tape it was a single that was really formative it had um november rain on one side and sweet child of mine on the other side and i remember just just listening to that over and over until you know you had to pull it out and get the pencil out and you know wind up the tape back up again (laughs) and so yeah that was definitely one of the most formative singles i ever heard awesome uh, Chris, how about you? Um, the first album I can remember buying, I had sets too, but I remember growing up, with, me and Kurt shared a room, and shared a bedroom when we were little kids, and we got a CD player. It's like the coolest thing ever, right? So now we got to go buy a CD. And the first CD we bought together, which then was a lot of money, it was probably 10 bucks, Yeah, was uh, Vulgar, Vulgar Display of Power. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I just remember <laughs> our mom probably is just cringing in the kitchen, you know, and we just got this, you know, metal just totally cranked up on this new CD player that we're just like so happy. Oh, awesome. They're <laughs> <laughs> playing again. But that was like the first like metal CD that we bought. So, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that album still is awesome. Yeah. Fucking hostile. I, totally. I, love, I love that. <laughs> Gabby, how about you? Um, so I mean, growing up, I didn't buy records or albums because well, when I started listening to music on my own, that's when streaming kind of yep. became popular. So I didn't really buy any records or albums. But I remember when I was a kid, my dad on his way to his baseball games, he would have all these like CDs in his backseat. Um, so I would like listen to them in the backseat with my headphones on. One I remember the most um, was Queen, the game, that album. I remember really liking Queen a lot. And I will always just be in the backseat like, play the game, play the game. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Like all these harmonies, all these, these oh, yeah. this is crazy. This is so much. And I was like, man, this is cool. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, I, it, I was a late bloomer to Queen. And I think it was just out of obstinance because my sister liked Queen. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm not going to like the same music my sister <laughs> likes. So, um, but then later on, I got into it and I was like, oh man, I've been missing out for so long. I, and yeah, I still love Queen, still love those center stuff. Uh, e, how about you? You can either speak. <laughs> what was your first album? E. Oh. I think. I'm going to jump. Um, terrible. Terrible. <laughs> I don't terrible lie oh. by nine inch nails oh, yeah great tiffany song. excellent tiffany fantastic nice tiffany she was like uh one of the very early like or am i crazy like uh what the hell was she? i i can't remember what she, like like mall um wasn't it like i always mall associate pop. with the mall yeah mall pop <laughs> awesome so uh if you guys could uh have a beverage of your choice um with somebody uh either alive or dead um who would that be and what would you like to talk to them about and i'll start with ricardo um you know, I'd like to probably do shots with Dave Grohl. He seems like a really <laughs> cool dude, and I just like he's played in so many bands and is such a prolific, you know, songwriter. Um, just like, yeah, I I would also hope that leads to a jam session, but you know, that's a whole other thing. Right. But yeah, probably doing probably doing whiskey shots with Dave Grohl. Awesome, awesome. Have you sound uh, seen the movie uh, that he did that uh, Sound City documentary? Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. 
Yeah. So uh, I'm kind of with you. I would love to, I would hope that he would, uh, you know, offer us the, have you come over to the studio and jam. That would be cool. <laughs> uh, Chris, how about you? Oh, man. Um, off the cuff, I'll say Bowie. David oh. Bowie would be excellent. He, he did music for so long, for so many years. It would be it would be cool just to have a conversation with him. Yeah. Um, what's your uh, just out of curiosity? What's your favorite Bowie album? I know it's a t it's a tough one. What's the album that has the? It's like the Trent Reznor influenced album. Oh yeah, I, I can't think of that one. I want to be an American. Yeah. Yeah. I'm afraid or, of Americans. Afraid of yeah. Yeah. Afraid of, I can't think of. The, right now but that's probably my favorite album yeah that's awesome By, like bowie gone industrial that it had that hit but it's a really cool record yeah i think that was probably it was either before or after because remember he did that uh that band tin machine i don't know if you yeah. listen to that 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 stuff was really cool with reeves gabriel i think who did some other uh stuff with him played live with them awesome guitar yeah player. probably the same era yeah but um, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. And Gabby. our friend Ben Long oh, does cool. a really good copy of that, uh, or cover of, uh, I'm afraid of Americans. Really? Oh, yeah. They're great. Oh, that, that would be cool. Cause I don't think I've, I've seen any band do a good, uh, even try to do like older boy, but yeah, that's cool. Yeah. It's on cello. So it adds a different, um, it's like uh, electrified cello through yeah. distortion and stuff. And yeah, cool. check it out. Long. All right, cool. Yeah, uh, Gabby, how about you? Uh, probably um, Chino from Deftones because I don't know, he's just so cool. Like, just like n not only his stage performance, just how much swag this man has, but <laughs> also like his writing of his melodies is like my favorite. He's my favorite vocalist of all time, in my opinion. Nice. It's just the way he writes his melodies is just so complex, and it just a lot of it goes over people's heads of just like what he's actually doing. So it's just to pick his brain about like, is this like a thought out process, or do you just go by what you hear? Like, just to know like those types of questions that'd be cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, so kind of a related question: what What's your what What tune do you uh, are you most inspired by with from the Deftones? Um, I my my favorite. It's just hard to pick one, but my favorite album definitely either be um, Around the Fur or Diamond Eyes or Saturday Night Wrist. Those those three are like my at my top. Nice. But I think that Diamond Eyes is more newer. Came in like late 20, 2010s. Yeah. But yeah. What was that? Uh, was it White Pony? Uh, yeah, that that one was good too. I think yeah. the first song from them I heard was from White Pony. It was uh um. Uh, did the digital bath and i was like man oh, yeah. up on this mic like and it's so <laughs> compressed like he's breathing in my ears this yeah. is cool. <laughs> yeah <laughs> he sounds like he's dying <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wow. crazy oh uh and so he said uh martinis with dorothy parker or anything with miles davis and john coltrane nice oh yes ideally yeah. not with drugs yeah good idea uh also bowie uh, and my bestie Elvis, very nice. And then anything with Beethoven, while well, he could still hear. Hmm. And then uh, Pro, uh, I'm, I'm going to butcher that. Pro, Prokofiev, Pro, Prokofiev, Prokofiev. Uh, so I butchered that. It's P-R-O-K-O. Um, <laughs> close enough. And uh, Paganini, uh, who's a uh, big influence on. Uh, the ultimate guitar wanker, uh, Ingve Malmsteen, and uh, and then uh, fantastic disruptive composers. Yeah, for sure. Awesome, awesome. Uh, do you guys remember the very first gig you played? Uh, like, what were your memories of that first gig, and and what did you take away from that when you after that gig, with and this was with your band, Black Note Graffiti. Uh, maybe start with Gabby. Uh, my first game with Black Note Graffiti was not in this country. <laughs> <laughs> it was, where, I, don't, I can't remember. Was it Bovine? It was, was Bovine. 
Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. That, that, that was my first gig with Black Note, and I was crazy nervous because I'm like, I'm not in this country with these men I just met two weeks ago. <laughs> hope this goes fine. Um, I hope I do well. <laughs> I remember thinking all of those things. <laughs> well, the name of the club is Bovine Sex Club, and yeah. you tell your parents. Yeah, I told my parents, yeah, our first gig's at the sex club. <laughs> We're playing the sex club. No, you're not. <laughs> oh your parents they they need a word the irony is we're going back there next month oh Oh, awesome (laughs) we're north by northeast Mm -hmm. (laughs) so where where is that again we're in canada it's toronto toronto ah toronto toronto is a cool town though yeah it's really cool cool. Uh, my my dad was all for it my mom was So what what did you take away from that gig after you you know after it was all said and done? Um, I guess that was probably at least because we did like a few shows there. Like, a, what was it for? Um, indie weeks. So we did like a bunch of shows in like a succession or whatever. And my uh-huh. biggest takeaway from just like that little show and that like period was like, don't overthink what you're doing because like you're actually doing perfectly fine. Like, don't be nervous because if you're nervous, you're gonna mess up, and if you mess up, you'd be pissed. So don't be nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Ricardo. It's also worth noting, uh, just during that block of shows, that the power went out during one of our shows. (laughs) Um, And Gabby and I kept singing, you know, until the power kept going on. But it actually changed a song that we did live because of that, um, of that little, you know, interruption within the show. So I always thought that was kind of noteworthy. For me, it was the Tigers opening day. And we were bookending kind of the show where we started and then those two bands and then those the same two bands going in reverse order and then us. And um, I learned that day not to drink too much too early on. Uh, it was really not a great showing for the first show for me personally. The first show was great. The last show, however, I was just a little too sauced to really make it work. And so, yeah, that was a, definitely a learning lesson. Uh, but it was a, it was definitely a memorable time uh, regardless because, you know, we got free drinks. And, you know, if anyone's been downtown Detroit uh, during Tigers opening day, it's just like this whole yeah. thing, you know. And, and so just to be in that. And on top of that, um, this was when they were filming the Transformers movie downtown in Detroit. So it was just like a perfect, you know, mixture of all these, all these uh, cacophony of things coming together into, into that first show. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Chris, how about you? Well, it's kind of a uh, double question because there's been changes in the band. So, the first show that I remember doing without Gabby with Rick was in Ypsilanti at, at the time it was called Woodruff's. Oh yeah. I remember. Yep. That's a great. Place. And the cool venue. Now it's a restaurant, but um, we actually played with uh, blue Snaggletooth. Nice. And uh, it was a great show. It was awesome. Um, so that was kind of the first like black note show without Gabby. And then like Gabby said, the, 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 the next show with the, the current lineup, it was in Toronto, which was also amazing. Nice. I mean, to play in Toronto in a dive bar and it was like, and they, they, they have bands on until like three or four in the morning there and they're at times that like you go on at like 115 and you play till <laughs> or something we're like holy shit <laughs> awesome because everyone is half drunk that's right like yeah so it was <laughs> it was and it was amazing so i kind of got a double a double show on that which was <laughs> <laughs> awesome so what was that what's been the most memorable event for you guys as a band so far, like a, a gig or, um, you know, it could be, I don't know, being on fans with bands. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll I have go. one. Oh, okay. Go for it. I remember when we were playing South by Southwest and this is one of the moment I, I, I realized, man, we really are a team. 
I ripped my pants <laughs> and they all sewed up my pants. They passed it around like in, in the van. What was it? Was it Chris? I think everyone had like t- had, had something to do with my pants. And they were like, I was like, wow, this is this, this is great teamwork. Awesome. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, uh, Ricardo, how about you? Um, also was North by Northwest, but it was so we um we played this show at the Dizzy Rooster, and it was just like running behind, running behind, and at one point when we go on in the middle of our set, they turn off all the the um the mics but they left on all the instruments. And so, you know, this is like, this is like nearing the end of our set actually. And so we keep playing and trying to, you know, stay professional. Um, But the stage manager just kind of was just taken into his own hands. And then, you know, we kind of may have gotten into it and maybe some of the members may have gone over there. Um, But then immediately after that, we had another gig right across the street. And, And when you're playing South by, it's just like, you're either walking to a show or you're moving equipment through a crowd of people. <laughs> and so we were in the latter of the categories moving into this place called Touche, which is where we did some fire shots earlier in the day and um, completely different energy. Just everybody was into it. And um, it was just like such, we were all crammed into this like 10 foot square uh, stage. And it was definitely our best show that night, but it was also just like, People were just like all just into it and people were waiting outside to get in. And it was just like, that's why you become a musician is for like moments like that, where it just, you feel so alive in the moment and you just feel a part of something bigger. Awesome. Uh, Chris, how about you? (sighs) (laughs) That's a good question. Um, can you repeat it again? <laughs> sure. It's like, yeah. What was your most memorable um, black note graffiti moment? And that could be, you know, a show, um, something that happened at a practice, uh, sewing Gabby's pants. Yeah. My bridge is what you said when that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably, I guess the, one of the coolest times was when the first time Gabby sang with us, um, I talked to her like just a few days before we, we were going to have a rehearsal. And I told the other band members that, that Gabby was going to be at the rehearsal. Well, I don't think they actually like believed it or knew it or for, whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, so we all show up and I'm like, yeah, she's going to be here in a few minutes. They're like, yeah, whatever. And, <laughs> so she's she shows up and she had like most of the songs memorized pretty well and and we like do the set and she sings the set and the harmonies through the entire set and we were just like whoa (laughs) it was pretty amazing it was cool because it kind of like opened up the music it opened up because we're playing you know we're playing like this hard rock, testosterone driven, you know, kind of thing. And then to have a female come in and do harmonies and add that other element, it like put this like aura on top of everything. And it changed the whole, I think it changed the whole thing. And and I think that, you know, I think all of us kind of realized that and it, and it made it better. It made it different. It, and I think that was a pretty cool moment, you know, where it was like, wow, this is, this is pretty special. So, cause we had a great band, but then mm-hmm. we had a better band. Yeah. And, you know, we got Ricardo, he's a great songwriter, great singer, killer guitar player, Kurt, amazing drummer, Adam, great bass player. Um, you know, I'm playing guitar and then Gabby comes in. Great guitar player. Great, <laughs> great guitar player. Okay. <laughs> Great songwriter. Kind of slide over it. It was cool. It it was really a cool moment where it was like, okay, this is now we've got something that that is special. And then I knew, you know, I was like, okay, I believe in it, and other people will believe in it. And that that was that was pretty amazing. Awesome, awesome. So, what's the the most uh, 
uh, let's see what's the right word challenging aspect of of being in a band not just this band but um or it could be a challenging element of being in this band but what what is that for each of you because i know that it can be hard um when you're um because i did it years and years ago you know but i remember it still and there was great things like you were talking about chris where you either have an epiphany about your band and um or you you know, have a great show or whatever, certain elements are super cool. And then other things are like, oh man, this is super hard. Um, so what are, what, what have been some of the challenges for each of you? Um, maybe we'll start with Ricardo. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I think the biggest challenge is like deciding what's right for the music overall. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it was, you know, it's never easy to go from like the lead singer to the not lead singer. But, you know, the first time I heard Gabby sing, there was one song in particular um, that, that when I heard it, it was just like so much better than I could ever do. And it was so humbling of being like, this is the right choice, you know, for the, you know, I, and it now I, it's, you know, I'm adjusting how I write songs because now I, I don't longer want to hear it in my voice. I want to hear it in Gabby's voice, yeah. you know, because that really pushes me as a songwriter to, to reach that level of artist artistry that Gabby brings to the table. And so, yeah, that transition was hard, but it was like necessary to grow as a musician, but also to grow the band as well. Cool. Uh, Gabby, how about you? Um, man. Uh, that's hard. I, I, I mean, yeah, that's a hard question because I mean, <laughs> I, 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 obviously, like when you're in a band, like our band is five people, so taking five brains and like doing this. It's, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's, but it's so cool when it actually happens and we come together so um i think like just take yeah taking part of people and just kind of like you know all agreeing on something or all like being satisfied with something it's just like okay then we'll this and then that and it's like okay so like making sure everyone's good and like we're all on the same page is probably pretty challenging um that and yeah. also heavy equipment <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> heavy equipment with yeah. uh Vertical stairs. That, that's always fun, too. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm a more morning person, so when we play late shows, that's pretty hard for me. Like, I have oh. to take a lot of energy drinks when we play past 10 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> uh, Chris, how about you? Um, I guess the most challenging thing, I think, is, you know, being – you know, kind of looking from the outside and being kind of a medium, smaller band. I mean, really. I mean, we're like, you know, we're playing clubs and stuff in Michigan and we've got some great festivals coming up, which we've worked our ass off for. So I'm really happy and proud of the band for getting there and being able to do these things. But just being able to get everybody in the same room at the same yeah. time. Abby said five people with Kurt and Adam have small children and we're all working full-time jobs and being able to get together. And then, you know, which is a great thing. I mean, at least for me, it's like a total stress reliever. Like I'm like, it's like going to the psychiatrist for me. I mean, it's, <laughs> but I guess that's that's a real challenge, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. Or, but we're not at that level yet, you know. So right. maybe someday we will. Who knows? But that I I'd say that's a the a challenge. Yeah, yeah. You for know, sure. yeah. For sure. Uh, Chris, you mentioned um upcoming shows, and that was that's a good segue because I was wondering like what's next. I know you guys got got some cool stuff coming up in June. Um, so who wants to? Do the broadcasting as far as what's uh you know besides the work on the new music but what's what's going on with black note graffiti going forward this summer well we've got um our next show i think it, it's burn fest right i think so june 10th yeah june 10th coming up in yeah. arbor flying pig yes. yeah yeah burn fest is great bands we got lucid lucid furs which you know oh, oh yeah you know all chuck and Four horses, you know, very well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
And then another band we played with about a year ago, Odd City. And I just I just got a bunch of flyers printed out for all the bands. Awesome. So nice. Nice. That'll be cool. Bail them off. But anyway, um, and we got a great sponsor, Third Eye Muse. Um, it's uh, uh, the, He's out of Lansing, and he does Metables, and uh, so you can check him out. And so that was a big help, too. Cool. Shout out to him. Shout out to them, Third Eye, Third Eyed Muse. And uh, so, yeah, Burnfest. And then we do uh, Sounds and Sights in Chelsea. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Kind of crazy. <laughs> um, but they're doing like rock and metal this year. I know. Their, yeah, which is cool. Yeah. I really love that venue, Rampus Room. Yeah. And playing right in front of there. The guy that owns it, super cool. They got the pizza place and all that stuff. I don't know if you've been there, Chuck. But... Oh, yeah. 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 I, I actually gave them, so they hit me up because I'm on the Ch Chelsea. We're members of the Chelsea Area Chamber of Commerce. Awesome. And so I know the president because he used to play in a band, actually, uh, called Risky oh. Brenda. Um, so he hits me up all the time, like, Chuck, what's what's music? And so he told me, so I knew this was going to happen. Um, I, I, well, I hope, I hoped you guys would be on there, but I said, he goes, what are some heavy bands? And so I gave him a list. He's got like, I don't know, maybe like four of the, of the ones I put in there. So I was, nice. sto I was stoked about that. Well, guys. thanks. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So I was, I was, yeah. And the rumpus room is awesome. And that stage is going to be cool. So. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great venue, but yeah, we're playing outside the, uh, June 3rd is it or july 13th yep. yeah Ju yep, july. yeah yep. and then july 14th is uh, upheaval yeah upheaval that yeah. was the one that was like wow this is awesome for you guys you know but then i missed uh there's a train going by here but i missed um north by northeast which is uh june 16th okay in, cool. in toronto. toronto so we're really looking forward to, to rocking out queen street nice yeah nice awesome that sounds cool man that sounds awesome uh yeah so i'm stoked to out i'm i marked my calendar i've got uh i should be there 10th and i'll for sure be there it's, it sounds in sights so that'll be great sweet yeah yeah well guys i really appreciate you being on fans with bands uh, i just have one one last question and that is pineapple or no pineapple on pizza Gary. Yeah. so let's 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 talk about this so i used to be fully against it i thought it should be a literal hate crime if you put fruit on pizza but tomato technically you know yeah. so that i thought about it, i was like dang pineapple let's try it it, it was good actually so all I'm, right I'm, I'm one of those people <laughs> uh ricardo one of us one of <laughs> us yeah so yeah i am uh specifically with bacon i'm not a huge ham dude but pineapple bacon that's just said you were a ham <laughs> bacon's a different cut of ham <laughs> ham so yeah pineapple bacon. awesome awesome that's chris the outlier I'm 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 not I'm just gonna plead the fifth on this one. <laughs> oh. No, no, no. Uh-uh. Come on. Uh -uh. Come on. No. Okay. We, we, we don't have any rights here. All right. I'll, I'll, I'm not gonna order it, but I'm not gonna look down on you if you <laughs> just because you said that, I feel like you would look down on us because we do. It's fine. No. Okay. All right. No. <laughs> this is gonna be strong. I'll eat it. I'll eat it. I will, but it is a little bit strange. So yeah. eat it with a little tear coming down. <laughs> Die inside. Everybody. Oh, and and he, he mentioned uh, that uh, pizza, very smoky bacon or sausage only. That's it. So it sounds like no pizza or no pineapple for E. And Chris, I'm with you. Um, actually, I won't judge anyone for their pineapple or non-pineapple choice, but... I will not order pineapple because I think it like uh, Gabby how you were originally. I think it should just be left on its own. The you know, over here. Come to the dark side. It's not that bad. <laughs> I thought I, know, I, I used I, to be the same. I, I feel like I feel like I do need to like 
broaden my horizons and try it. So maybe the next time I get pizza, I'll, I'll try it. So, so you've yeah. never tried it? No. Cause, oh. Cause well, just pineapple. take a little pineapple off the top yeah. and eat it. And then, you know, you'll slowly, yeah, it'll be yeah, great. Pineapple, I'm like, ah, oh, man. I, and I like pineapple, but I'm just thinking it can't be with anything else. It'd just be enjoyed by itself. But I, I could have been missing something all these years. It's true. <laughs> reach out to us. You know where you reach us once you have That's it. Right. Exactly. That's right. Awesome. Well, you guys, have a track <laughs> and you ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, guys, thanks again for being on Fans with Bands. Really appreciate it. Thanks hey, for having us. Thank you. I want to say thing real quick. Um, sure. You covered the uh, Burn Fest last year yeah. and did a story and, um, you were at the show and did a bunch of photos and I just want to thank you. And uh, yeah. the, the story that you did and the photos that you did were awesome. Oh, thanks, man. It was really cool. The way that you laid it out, really professional. You covered all the acts and um, we really appreciate it. Well, thanks, man. It's, it's my pleasure. It's, it's actually, um, uh, it's a lot of fun, you know, cause uh, get to meet people like you guys. And then, you know, I'm always blown away then when people say like, uh, oh, I can't find any music or there's there's no good music out there. And I'm like, Jesus, just go to a show and you'll you're going to find something, you know. Um, exactly. Yeah. And you got to open your like my opening my eyes to pineapple. You got to open your eyes to different music, too. Right. <laughs> you there's a right. segue right there. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> a little nibble. Just a little nibble off the top. And then the whole slides. Oh, that's, that's right. Funny. That's right. Uh, awesome. All right, guys. Take it easy. All right. Bye, Chuck. Thanks. Right. See you, Chuck. See Thanks you. for having us. Yep. Have a good night. Many thanks to Chris, Gabby, Ricardo, and E for joining me on this episode of Fans with Bands. Black Note Graffiti are an amazing progressive rock band, and it was a blast to get to talk with them. I loved hearing how the band has evolved over time, and especially loved hearing their stories of how they got together and their experiences the first time they played a gig. Be sure to check out Black Note Graffiti Live this summer starting on June 10th at the Blind Pig. At North by Northeast in Toronto on June 16th, Chelsea Sounds and Sights on July 13th, and Upheaval Festival in Grand Rapids on July 14th. See the show notes for all the details and links. These are tough times for everyone in the creative industry such as music. Your support of live streaming, purchasing music, and merchandise is critical. If you can help out your local artists, please do. If you are in the Michigan area, consider following the Playing the Detroit Area Tonight Facebook page. It is a place for fans and bands to support each other and share our combined love of music. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service to get each and every episode of Fans with Bands. Spread the word by rating the show and leaving a comment. We want to hear what you think. You can keep in touch by following us on social media. This is a Life in Michigan production. Until next time, be well and kick out the jams. <laughs>